Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Timmy Gibson Show. So I've been giving a lot of thought to ego. And not just the, right, we all have an ego. Everybody has an ego. Um, but when we think about ego, oftentimes it's talked about like kind of a negative connotation, right? He's an egotistical maniac or, right? Or he's an ego maniac or he's egotistical or she's egotistical or she's, you know, whatever. And the, the I, I don't know why I've been thinking about it a lot. I've just been giving it a lot of thought, this whole idea of, of ego and which is the sense. Of, and I don't, from what I've, from what I know, or, you know, from what I've studied over the years about what ego is, it's the, it's the, you know, it's the I, it's the myself, it's, you know, it's what my ego is, is my self view. Um, so that part, obviously, you know, we all have an ego. Everybody has an ego. Even if people say, well, I don't have an ego. It's like, yes, you do. Everybody has an ego. <laughs> now, whether you, you are an ego maniac or egotistical or have a self-inflated or a big ego, however you want to word it, that's, that's, another, that's another discussion, right? So I, I was talking to some friends today about ego, and I wrote down some, some stuff. So I want to talk about a couple different, I want to kind of go down different ways, right? Rather than seven things to know, you've got a big ego. I, I figured we'd talk about how to recognize when you, you know, have an ego, right? And then how to recognize when your, your ego is, is diminishing. I don't, you know, I don't know if this is true, but I feel like this is true. <laughs> <laughs> at least I feel like it's true for me that the older I've gotten, the less my ego is in charge or less, the less inflated that it is. Um, and that sounds like I'm saying something super favorable about myself. Like I don't have much of an ego anymore. The older I get, the less I've, you know, <laughs> <laughs> the older I get, the more awesome I become. I'm just so humble these days, you know. Uh, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not saying that. Um, I mean, I know I've got an ego, and I know I've got on on some areas of my life. I I feel like I'm still working on deflating my ego, for sure. But, um, well, that was cool. I'm not on video, of course, but I'm looking down over my beautiful view, and here come these two huge ducks, and they just landed and slid across the water or across the ice. That was cool. Uh, all right, so let's talk about things that you can uh, maybe look at where you're. And you know what? Let me let me. Start, I'm going to actually turn the page. I'm going to start with. Some, I wrote down a bunch of different notes. Um, to kind of help us identify ego and when, when our ego is, is inflated or, or not. So one of the things I, I wrote down, it says your self image of who you are or who you think you are, right. That has a lot to do with your, with your ego. And here are some, some signs, I guess, to look at that might help you recognize whether your 
ego is fairly inflated or is it in, it keeping it in check? I've got a lot of notes here. I don't normally do a podcast where I like have this many notes. Normally I just start blabbing. And especially when I have something else. By the way, Lance Strickland and I are going to be doing a podcast together. I know I've had some people mention like, where's Lance? Like, oh, yeah, we're still friends. It's all good. <laughs> we didn't break up. Uh, just been busy in our schedules. It's been challenging to, to uh, get together for a podcast. Plus, he wasn't able to commit to a weekly podcast anymore. And so uh, we're doing like a once or twice a month uh, podcast, too. So anyway, uh, inflated ego signs that you might have <laughs> signs you could be egotistical. Number one, uh, you always have to be right. Ooh, I, I, I that one, you know, I, I was really checking myself, you know, when I, when I was writing these things down. And of course, you know, I've, I've read a, a bunch of different books through the years that talk about ego. I've watched a bunch of YouTube uh, videos from, uh, you know, psychologists and psychiatrists and therapists and, you know, deep thinkers that, that talk about ego. And this list is, you know, pretty common, but you always have to be right. If, if you're the kind of person that always has to be right, you're, you could possibly be, uh, egotistical and not that, let me just say this. Let me be clear about this. I'm going to read, I don't know, six things or so. Having any one of or a few of these things doesn't make you egotistical. Clearly, everyone on planet Earth has an ego, and any one of these things will be things that we all struggle with, right? When I read the list, and I thought, well, man, there's a couple of these things that <laughs> I wrestle with, right? So this isn't, I'm not reading this list to make anyone think, oh my gosh, I like being right. I'm egotistical. No, I mean, you just might like to be right. So it doesn't make you an egotistical maniac or an ego maniac, it, but it's something to keep, keep in your mind, right? So, okay, you must always be right. And this gets into, you know, it's important. To, I think the counterbalance to this, always needing to be right, it, the counterbalance to that, so the flip side is being able, being able to listen to other people's perspectives and, and be curious and want to learn, right? Not always to be in a place of teacher or always be in a place of I'm right, they're wrong, here's why. But being able to have nuanced conversations are a big, um, well, I think it's a big thing in our society, right? I, I think that, that a lot of ego, a lot of ego has gone around the last couple of years for sure. All right, number two, you always want more. You can't be satisfied. That's potential sign of 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 having having too big of an ego. You know, you just you, you just want more. There, nothing is never enough. Never enough. Kind of insatiable, right? Number three, you only focus on yourself. Right now, it's hard not to think of yourself. A lot, right? Because you're with yourself more than anyone else is with you, <laughs> right? <laughs> so clearly, you know, uh, that would be a challenge, I think, for, for everyone. But I think it goes to show you that it's important to, you know, have community, have friends and things like that, and, and people around you that you can also 
you know, focus on from time to time and care about, right? Number four, you don't think when you don't, oh, you don't like when others succeed. Now that one, I, I, when I read that one, I was like, well, yeah, no, not at all. I love when my friends succeed and I love when anybody succeeds. I'm envious and excited with the potential of, man, if they can do it, I can do it. So that's just personally something I don't wrestle with, but you know, check yourself, right? If you, if you don't like hearing of your other, you know, if one of your friends gets a raise. And I think the only time that it really can probably challenge us is when we work maybe at a company together with someone else. And we think that we're doing just as much work or more than someone else. And then to hear someone else gets a raise and we're kind of like, but hurt about it. You know, that might be a little bit of a different situation, but still, you know, being able to, to, to rejoice when others rejoice and be able to applaud you know, I, I recently was nominated um, for best, well, I don't know what the title was, but, well, I think I was actually nominated for vendor of the year uh, in the wedding business that I'm in. And I was nominated for it. And so that was cool. And then there were some other awards that I was like a finalist, like my name was read, you know, between this person, this person, and this person, you know, is this award. And uh, that was cool. You know, it was super cool. And when the other person won, I mean, um, let me, let me, let me think my search my heart here before I say anything. Yeah. So I wanted to win, of course. And when I didn't win, when the other person's name was read, I mean, there was a second of or so of like, ah, dang it. You know, I wish I would have won, but you know, I applauded and even found the person after the award ceremony and congratulated them and told them, you know, it was so exciting. And, and so, yeah, you know, I, I, even though I was up for the award too, yes, yes. Would I, I would like to have won. Of course. I'm not going to say, Oh no, I didn't want to win. Well, that wouldn't be true and honest, right? I did want to win. Um, but when I didn't, I could applaud and be happy for someone else. You know, I didn't get up and storm out of the award ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> How childish would that have been? Uh, number five, you set unrealistic goals. I'm not sure when I, when I read that one, I thought, huh, so that's an, that's an interesting one to put down. And the definition or the, the kind of the, the things that they said about that, I, 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 I get it to a certain extent, but maybe thinking it's thinking so highly of yourself that, you know, you're over your, overshooting what's possible. Maybe, I don't know. So that obviously your ego is so big. I'm going to conquer the world. Wait, really? I don't know. Uh, number, number six. Um, what does that say? Oh, you lack. I was like, I could hardly read my own handwriting. Lacking empathy, um, uh, is a, is a sign of, of having too big of an ego. If you lack empathy, you know, you can't, feel what others might feel. And I'll tell you what, that, that empathy piece, uh, I wouldn't say I'm the most empathetic person in the world, but I definitely am empathetic and can like feel the pain of other people kind of, a, you know, like I can, I can sympathize and empathize and not just sympathy. I know that those are two different things. I get it. But that, that just that emotion of, being able to see something from someone else's perspective, you know what I mean? And not just being like, well, I just need to get over it. Right, right, right. Well, like, come on, like try to put yourself in the, that person's shoes, you know? Um, so 
something that I was thinking of, and I didn't actually write this part down, but I was thinking, why does it matter? Like what, what, why is it important to have a, a healthy balance, I guess, have a, a healthy ego? Because I think ego is intertwined with, you know, self-esteem, self-confidence. Uh, there's so many things that, that are integrated within ego. But also, if your ego is out of balance, it can impede your growth. Because if you think you're right and your perspective is right, then it's going to be hard to grow because you won't learn from anyone else because you feel like you can't. And, and you know, there's another thing about ego that that's that I didn't write down and that I didn't even hear, but I it, I think this to be true is the reason ego can be dangerous is you know you'll your need to protect your ego becomes so important that you surround yourself only with people that vote like you think like you you know worship like you eat like you i mean you know you just surround yourself with people that only see life like you see it and i guess on one hand for some people that feels like a safe place to be now just personally i would not like that because I want to be challenged. I don't want to be around only people that think like I think. I just don't. I just, that's something I don't want to do. And I don't know why I don't want to do that. I just don't. It's, it's when I find someone that, you know, that sees life different than me and thinks different than me, I want to talk to them. You know, I want to get to, to hear why they think what they think or, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm so interested in so curious to get others perspectives. And I also find that to be, that's how we grow, right? That like, that's, you know, uh, that's how we grow. And I don't see that it being beneficial in any way to say like only watch CNN or only watch Fox or only watch or whatever. Like, I think that it's critically important that we stay open-minded and not that there aren't any absolute truths or there are, are, there are no truths. You know, I don't, I'm not, I'm not of that mindset either where, you know, what is truth? Like, no, there are certainties. There are things that, that are, you know, profound or, or that you can, you know, bank on or whatever. Like, I think there are certain things that that are certain, but in that, I think that it's important to find out what other people think, especially when they think different. Um, I just, you know, when people have had different experiences than me and raised different than me, have a different upbringing than me, I, I'm so curious, you know, about their thoughts and what, how they see the world. And it, it helps not that I'm going to go with what they think. Right. I mean, there are, I've had conversations even on this podcast with people that, yes, I walked away definitely, uh, with more of a perspective on what that group or those people or that particular, whatever person thinks, it doesn't mean that I've scrapped everything that I think. And now I'm going to go with what they think, but it, it, it's, I just like it. I really enjoy it. And I, I think that, that it's an important feature in life that we should all embrace. We should, we should 
again, this is this is my perspective, right? My perspective is we should be having open, honest dialogue and conversation with other people that don't just think like we think. That's why, you know, I'm not big on the cancel culture or not just cancel culture, but like, you know, someone they gave misinformation, shut them down, which I heard this the other day. And I thought this was fascinating, you know, back, back in the, whatever, uh, the two thousands, early two thousands, you know, to, to have said, to have been vocal about the Iraqi war or weapons of mass destruction that would have been touted and viewed as misinformation or going against the government to have said anything contrary to that. And now, right, some 20 years later, we we realize that there were lots of misinformation actually coming from the government around the Iraqi invasion and Iran invade, like all that stuff. Now, I'm not knowledgeable with all that, you know, I don't, I'm not, I can't get into the intricacies of all of it and can tell you where the misinformation was and who was guilty of what I, I'm just not that knowledgeable and I'm not that political and not that savvy with any of that, but I know what we know now. Like I know that it's pretty much common between Republican and Democrat. Like it's, it's like everybody knows. Yeah, we probably, <laughs> There was some mistakes made and that's fine. Right. It, I, I realized that some things that we thought then, and now what we know, of course it makes a difference. Right. And even in the last two years, there are things that it was misinformation and you know, you get yourself in trouble if you say that, and now you can say it right. And it's fine. So I get that, that the, the more we understand and the more information that we gather it makes things clearer, right? I get that. But I still don't think it's it's I don't think it's good practice when someone has a dissenting view to just shut them down or delete them or to what I I'm not in favor of that. Um unless, you know, the only time I could think that it would ever be acceptable is if it was clearly across the board, most everyone on planet earth, like this is like, this is wrong and we should shut that down. That's, that's one thing. But when it comes to things like the lab leak theory, you know, early on that narrative was shut down. Now that's the primary narrative that there was a leak in a lab and you know what I mean? Like, so that kind of stuff that should have never been shut down. That should have always been an open conversation. And it's unfortunate that now two years later, yes, now we can have that conversation openly and honestly. And it, you know, anyway, it's things like that, that I find just, it's disconcerting. It's just, I find it disconcerting when, when things are made political, it's ego. It's ego. It's ego, right? It's ego. It's it's sad that a that a virus became so political, so politically driven, and then a vaccine became somewhat political. Like what? Like vaccines save lives, right? It's that this is this why is this political? And how did this become so political? And 
and and just all the craziness around all of it. It's ego. <laughs> That's what it is. It's ego. All right. So how can we tell that if we're if our ego maybe we're less egotistical, maybe? I don't know. How these are good signs. These are positives, I guess. Right? The opposite of the things I just said a little bit ago, those those six things, right? One would be seeing life, being able to see life from others, uh, other people's perspectives. That's a, that's a real good thing. Like if you're able to see another person's perspective more, this is not good English <laughs> more easily. I don't think is that a way, like if you can see other, another person's perspective, that's a good thing. And that, that means that you have a healthy balance on ego. Um, uh, let's see what else did I write down here? Yeah. The need to be right. You know, not, not having the need to be right, being able to allow others to maybe have a better perspective or even for you to learn from others. That's a really healthy thing. Uh, self-awareness that self, you know, when someone's self-aware that that's a sign that their ego is in check. Um, Ooh, this one's a good one. I actually put a star by this one. Whenever things don't bother you that normally would bother you, right? Like if you're super easily offended and other people and how other people live or how other people believe really bother you and cause you to lose sleep, that, that might be a challenge to your ego. I, I watched a video today from a, a woman that she's a divorce counselor and she said that uh, when she went through a divorce, her and, and she was really bothered by something that her ex had done, and it wasn't even something that she had done to. It wasn't something that he had done directly. But let me just go ahead and tell you the situation. I guess it doesn't matter. You don't know this person, but she was talking about how when, after she got divorced after twenty five years, and her and her ex now had a girlfriend pretty quick, and how it bothered her so bad. Well, she was talking to her friend about it. And her friend said, I'm sorry that your, uh, your ego is being hurt by this. <laughs> and I was like, Whoa, what a good friend, man. Just call her on the carpet. Like, Oh, like, you know, we think about empathy or, you know, someone listening to our, our weepy, whatever. And I thought, man, what, what kind of friend is that, that, yeah, maybe they were allowing them to weep some, but also kind of called them, checked them, you know, like I'm going to check I'm going to check my friend here. She's, she's talking about something that it's clearly her ego. It's her ego. That's being bruised by the fact that her ex has a girlfriend. And I thought, Oh, like, I mean, it, like, I'll be honest when I heard it, I stopped the video and I kind of like felt my toes being stepped on like, Oh, that, Oh, I've got an ego apparently. And, and I've had that, I've had things like that happen where something bothered me and I'm thinking, why would I, why does that bother me? It has nothing to do with me, right? Like it does, I, I shouldn't even care. And I'm like, that's ah, cause I got an ego, got to get this ego under check. So I thought that was interesting that, that not allowing things to bother you that are not, some things should bother us, right? I mean, of course, like some things just are going to bother us because they, they should, but when it's something that shouldn't matter to us. Like, why does that, why did that bother her that her ex had a girlfriend, right? It, it, it shouldn't bother her. They're divorced, but it did. Why ego. And so 
when we see other people happy or enjoying life, especially like if you're divorced and you see your ex enjoying life and going on with their life and, and succeeding and doing things, if that bothers you, that is your ego. And, and you need to sit with that <laughs> because it shouldn't bother you. It shouldn't bother us, right? It shouldn't bother us when things like that happen. So I, I thought that was a good, I thought that that was an interesting point because it really made me think, Ooh, man, where's my ego with that kind of stuff? Um, Ooh, man, this one was a good one. You don't care as much about being somebody. <laughs> I'll have to be, I'll be honest. I was like, Oh, this kind of, this kind of stepped on my toes a little bit. You know, that this, this need to be somebody now, to my defense, okay, here I'm going to justify my my ego here a little bit. To my defense, I I'm I am in self reflection over this because it's made me. I've been journaling about it. Like, okay, where am I at on this? Because I have a desire to make a difference and to contribute to to this world in some way, right? I don't I don't make money from the podcast. Um, not yet. I want to, and, you know, I'm hoping that someday I can, why do I do it? You know, I don't have a ginormous audience, you know, it's not like I'm Joe Rogan and I'm talking to a million, you know, 11 million people or whatever, you know, am I making a difference? Right. My desire to make a difference is, is it my desire to be someone special and to be recognized and to be noticed? You know, I've asked myself that, you know, I've asked myself like, why do I do a podcast? What, what is the purpose of the podcast? And I can say with, with an honest heart, like for real, I, I genuinely do it because I, if I help one person navigate their own ego or help one person navigate their own divorce, or if I help one person navigate midlife, if I help one person navigate divorce, if I help one person navigate singleness, if I help one person navigate marriage, if I help one person navigate self-esteem issues or on and on and on. I mean, you name it. If I can help one person navigate spirituality or a deconstruction process or religion or faith or whatever, like meaning in life. If I can help one person, if there's one person that listens to this podcast and gleans even one helpful nugget that I get like, I get my rocks off on that. I guess I don't know how else to put that. I just, I find that meaningful. The fact that me sharing my experiences, my downfalls, my, my upswings, my valleys, my mountaintops, you know what I mean? Like if I can help one person off a cliff, like that would be awesome. Like if I could help anybody in any way by sharing my story, my thoughts, my perspectives, my opinion, then that's a good thing for me. Like I find meaning from that. And, and I do, you know, I get emails and texts and, you know, I get, I letters, I get that from people that have found the podcast. And so great, right? Like 
you know, am I changing the world? I mean, what is changing the world? I've always taught that changing the world is whatever world you live in, you know, what, what world do you live in? Well, if you, if you basically, your world might be your, maybe just your partner or your kids or your pet, <laughs> those that you work with, those that you come in contact with. Right. I mean, we all, the world, like, am I going to impact the world in the sense of like literally the world? I, I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, that'd be cool, but I don't think that's right. That, that, that's a rare person, but can I impact my world? Yeah, I can. And I want to at least give it a shot, right? That's, it's like, I want to at least try. And if that's me doing a few podcasts a week and whatever. Does that make sense? Like, so whatever is meaningful to you. And so when I think about the podcast, this podcast, that's why, that's what motivates me that, you know, like that's, that's it. I don't, all I can say is like, I start thinking about a particular topic and I think, Oh, that'd be fun to talk about. I want to talk about ego because I'm struggling with my own ego, right? Or I'm, I'm working on deflating or diminishing my own ego to a, to a healthy place. And so let's get on the microphone and make it public and talk about it. Right. So yeah, things not bothering you. That's, that's been the thing that I have, that's probably out of everything that I've said, that's the number one measuring tool. I think that's the right way to say it. The, the one way that I measure my ego is right there with that point how are things, do things bother me? Like if someone says something negative about me, how does that affect me? And I've noticed that over time it bothers me less and less, which means that my ego is diminishing to a healthier level. And, you know, I hope that I can continue to diminish my ego to, to a healthy place. Again, there is no way to completely rid yourself of ego. I know that there are gurus out there that claim that's possible or that whatever. And at least from what I've gathered and I'm, I'm like, ah, eh, I don't think, I don't even think that's possible. I think as long as we're in the human experience, you're, you're always going to have some ego though. Probably you can diminish your ego down to like, if we're going to use percentages, right? Like an ego maniac has a hundred percent ego, a more healthy balance. I, you know, I'm just guessing. I don't, I don't know. I would say like, okay, 50%, like I have 50% ego and 50% I'm free of ego. To me, that sounds pretty healthy, but I guess, you know, from some of those guru types, they're like, you can get down to where you just have 0% or 1% ego. And I'm, I don't know, man, I think living in the flesh, I just think that, you know, ego is a part of life. I don't know if you can diminish it to, to zero, but who knows? I, I only know what I know. Um, but not knowing, oh yeah, that going, uh, actually I skipped a point and went back to that things that don't bother you. That's one of the matrix I use. The second one is the whole thing of. Do, where the, you know, the point that I was trying to justify in my own ego, <laughs> you know, I want to be, I, I feel like I am someone special. I mean, I do. I've always, you know, my parents, I grew up thinking that my parents always told me I was special. So I think I'm special, but I don't mean that like I'm special and no one else is. I just think, I think everybody's special and I think everybody should live a life with that thought, to be honest. And that, you know, I don't think I'm wrong in that thought, but again, I can only tell you what I think. And that's what I think. I think everybody should think that they're special, not more special than someone else. 
but I think that we all should have a good self-image. You know, I do think I'm special. I think my kids are special. I think everyone that listens to this podcast is special. I think people that don't listen to this podcast are special. I, you know, I just do. I think every human being is special and they're special in their own way and in their own right. And you know, how are you special? I don't know. That's for you to discover, right? Uh, I think that finding out how you're special, that's your journey. And, and, you know, using that specialty in, in whatever way that you can to better the world for sure. Uh, yeah, definitely don't want an overinflated view of yourself. You know, again, going back to that point, I'm not more special than anyone else. Um, I mean, do you know? Yeah. I mean, I think everybody's special, just like everybody's beautiful to somebody. That's just, I really believe that, you know, it's very, is it relative subjective, right? People, what I find attractive or beautiful is going to be different than what the next person finds beautiful or attractive. That's just life. That's just life. And I think that when it comes to being special, right? Some people are special when it comes to sports. Some people are special when it comes to writing. Some people are special when it comes to speaking. Some people are special when it comes to instruments. It, you know, everybody has, you know, I have a friend that she can sing her fucking face off, man. Her voice is unfucking believable. She just such a good voice vocals, her vo like, Oh my Lord. She's just like crazy gifted or special when it comes to, to vocals. And, and she writes too, like, she writes her own music and it's just crazy. You know, it's like, wow. Right. I'm not, I don't have that specialness. <laughs> you know, I can sing, but no one's asking me to sing, you know, publicly very, you know what I mean? Like people, I've not been getting a bunch of requests to sing. Right. Why? Well, I can sing, but I'm not, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's a difference. <laughs> you got talent and the, the American Idol's not calling me. Hey, Timmy, like I've never had anybody tell me you should try out for American Idol. <laughs> I've never had anybody say that to me. And I've sung publicly, you know, and even traveled around and sang in a quartet back when I was in my church days. But no one, no one, you know, said, Timmy, you should go to American Idol and try out. Why? Well, it's because I, my, I'm not that special when it comes to singing, but there are people, and maybe you're listening to this podcast and you have had people tell you, you should try out for American Idol or you should go do this, right? Those to me, that's, those are insights. I think those are valuable insights into your gifting or talent or specialness. If someone's told you before countless times now, like for me, I get told all the time, man, you should be on radio or television. You have a great voice or you have a great, a great presence on. I hear that a lot. Right. And I accept that, that, you know, I'm a little, I'm a little special <laughs> when it comes to being able to blab, you know, I can talk. And so, but that, that's not, you know, that's, that's awesome. I, I'm thankful for that. And I try to utilize that and I try to take that feedback and say, okay, you know, I should look into that. Right. And so that doesn't mean I'm more special than anybody else. It's just everybody has a different, you know, gift or talent or specialness. Okay. Uh, yeah. I think that's good enough. I, I've got some other stuff that I wrote down too, but 
I don't think it really matters. Um, I think I covered the topic of ego enough to, to get, get us all to kind of think realistically, you know, about, cause here's why. Okay. Here's, I guess, let me say this and then we're done. Why do I think it matters to keep our ego in check? Well, I think it matters because when our ego is in check, it makes us better people. All right. And egomaniac, it, it, it it's, I don't think that's a good, I don't want to be an egomaniac, which I mean, I know I'm not, but I mean, I, I, I know I have an ego for sure, but I, I don't want to be an egomaniac. I definitely don't want to be egotistical, right? Because then that gets into the realm of narcissism, right? And, and no one wants to be a narcissist. I, I don't think, you know, um, so I, I think being able to keep your ego in check and just being self-aware, I think the here's the thing, and this is something I value. And I think this is what people value about listening to the podcast is, is I talk a lot about myself and not always in a favorable light, right? Like, like this, you know, I'm working on diminishing my ego to a healthier level. I don't, I don't want to wipe out my ego where I'd feel like I'm nothing. I'm no good. Right. I, like that's how I view it. I view no ego is like, well, dear Lord, <laughs> if I don't have an ego, then I'm not going to get up in front of anybody and ever speak because I, you know, I'm void of any, <laughs> and maybe I'm viewing ego wrong. Maybe I'm, uh, you know, ego is good because it's uh, uh, egotistical, I think is an overinflated view of yourself. But having an ego to me is being human, right? How I look at ego is that it's a human, it's human. It, if you have an ego, that just means you're human. Having no ego, I, I don't know. I, again, I don't know all, everything there is to know about ego. So clearly I could have a, a wrong view, to, a view of what ego is, and maybe I should want to diminish it to zero. I don't know. But anyway, from how I understand it, some ego is good. So why do I think it matters? Well, I think we're much better people when we have a, a, a healthier balance on our ego. I, I think we're, we're more apt to learn and to grow. We're more apt to be sympathetic and empathetic to others. I think we're, I think we're better people. I think the less of an ego we have, the better people we are and the better we relate to others and the better we get along. I think to get along, I think it would be hard to get along with someone who had a super inflated ego. I think I've, I've never really been in relationship with someone that was super egotistical. I've, I've had friends who were fairly egotistical. Um, you know, and I, I, it just depends. It depends on how bad it is. Right. I have like you have been around people who were fucking egotistical maniacs. Right. Like I've been in those in the I've been in the presence of someone that's just super fucking egotistical, and yeah, no, I can't do that. I I can't. It's it's like so toxic, and it's just hard to be around them. I have had friends that had a a decent size ego, and I think I got along with them okay because I have had in the past a fairly you know inflated ego at times, and. Though I've noticed in my life, as I've dealt more and more with my own ego to get it to what I would call a healthier, balanced ego, that 
I, I, I found being around super egotistical people have, it's, it's harder and harder, you know, the more balanced, it's just like, uh, honestly, I would equate it to like eating. I, I have, you know, friends that eat all kinds of ways. Right. But since I eat so healthy and such a clean living, and that's such a, you know, a, an important thing to me that somewhat I find that many of my friends also share in those eating habits. Like I, I have never, and I have friends I'm sure that eat fast food. I'm sure. But I have never been with like all my friends and like, we're all like, let's all go to McDonald's. <laughs> like last time I did that, like literally the last time I, I've had McDonald's, I had McDonald's a couple of years ago. So it's not like I never have McDonald's. Okay. So please don't hear me wrong here. But like the last time that I ever had a group of friends together and we all went to McDonald's, I think was in college. Like <laughs> as an adult, maybe that's just not something adults do. And maybe so, so maybe I'm so, maybe I'm not looking at this correctly. You know, maybe everyone listening is like, Oh my God, of course I've eaten McDonald's recently, but I've never done it with my friends. I don't know. It's just like that. That sounds so foreign to me because I typically eat healthy. And so I usually, maybe that's an adult thing. Maybe now that I'm an adult, that wouldn't be a very adult thing to go with my friends to McDonald's. So maybe I'm, maybe I'm out of touch with life, but I, you know, when I go out to eat with my friends, it's usually a, a decent place where we can choose good items to eat. <laughs> I think I digressed anyway. So why bottom line, why do I think this is important? Why, why am I blabbing here for 40 minutes about this? Well, it's just that I think that it's important to, to check ourselves and to be self-aware and, and, and kind of find out where is our ego, right? I mean, is it balanced? Because I think a balanced ego is better for, it's better for the environment. Come on guys, do your part, <laughs> right? Do your part for the environment, have less of an ego, right? More balanced. And again, in the climate that we live in, Man, ego is raging. Ego's rage. And I think that, that I don't, it's toxic when egos rage. So, you know, look and look, look, look at yourself, right? Where are you with your ego? You know, are you okay with other people getting applause and not you? Or are you, are you okay with other people's ideas getting recognized and yours isn't, you know, are you okay? You know, on and on and on. Do you think that your opinion is the only opinion and it's the best opinion and everybody must hear your opinion? All these things are, you know, it's important to kind of self-check. Where are you at with your ego? Anyway, guys, hey, listen. Thank you for being on today's podcast with me. All right, guys. Peace out.